So, hello and welcome. My name is Steve Nabel, and today I'm speaking with Vaz Sriharan on navigating the challenges of being a light worker. So, Vaz is a light worker, mentor, guide, and healer. He turned his life around some 15 years ago to set up the London College of Spirituality, which is a grassroots organization with over 15,000 members. He's passionate and committed to exploring consciousness, spiritual embodiment, and creating a positive difference in the world. And he is the founder of Divine I Am Transmissions. And you can find more about him at vazshriharan.com. And I'll send the link out with this podcast. So, hi, Vaz. Hey, Steve. Great to be on here. Yeah. So, be- before I dive into everything, just can I ask you about the, the college? How's that doing at the moment? I know it was going through all kinds of shifts and changes. What's happening with the London College at the moment? Yeah, that, that's going through go through a journey in itself through this ascension it's been amazing kind of holding space for that so right now it's coming back it's coming back alive with the college when i set it up it's always been in tune with the energies of the time so because we didn't have a fixed space it was kind of amazing so i was working with this consciousness that is alive and really present and one of the things that happened after 10 years of running it on a personal level, you know, I also got burnt out from holding space and so I needed to take a break um, and the energies were changing. And so as I stepped away, different people were going to come in and take it over, but didn't quite fit in. And I started to see the plan of the universe. It's always got its own agenda. So it came back in really strongly. We were called back to London and it's really about community for me. You know, this is what the college is really about for me. It's bringing people together during these times. That's why I originally set it up. And so that's what we're kind of focusing on now as well as getting people together in London and just so people know they're not alone, you know. Yeah, and, the, and it's got its own website. I should, I should send a link out of, for the website also with the podcast. Yeah, it's got its own website, meetup.com forward slash London Spirituality. Brilliant. So Vaz, uh, before we dive in, because it's very relevant, your own journey about um, this challenges, you've, you've, you've obviously had your own challenges of being a light worker. Can you say something about your journey and the kind of challenges you've faced? Yeah, this, it's been fascinating, you know, because uh, running the college, my first uh, role was actually holding space for others to come through, speakers, facilitators, amazing light workers coming from all over the world and from London as well, just sharing their truth, their message, their healing. And for many years, like watching that, observing that, participating in that and f- this is my passion to be part of that, to even just feel that energy of this is the time, you know, the prophecies. Mm. And uh, so as that was happening, there was a stirring within me and the universe was subtly, unsubtly telling me to honor my own message. And whilst I was aware of that, I had a lot of themes around self-worth, like what kind of message do I have? You know, is it worthy enough? Who wants to listen to me? But how do I even do this? How do I even step out? Like, what are, what is the guide or the steps to take? And so for many years, I was playing around with that. You know, I'd step out and then I'd step back for a while. And so I was kind of dancing around with moving through. But the fascinating thing that as I was doing this, a lot of the people that were coming through the college as volunteers, because it's really built around volunteers, as you know, you were working with volunteers as well, with yeah. Alternative. Yeah, I was... I was guiding people to step up and it's an amazing thing about our passions. We, we kind of do it without realizing. And as I was, I was so passionate to see in people, it's very easy for me to see in people, their gifts and their abilities. Hmm. And what I found is that a lot of these people coming through and believing that 
they possibly, you know, they were passionate about the ascension, passionate about what was going on. Yeah, they didn't feel that they had anything to offer. I could see quite clearly in many ways their gifts and abilities. So I would provide them with a space to step up because I had the audience, I had the portal. And over time, I realized that I was coaching light workers and training them in some way over the over the period of time. And these volunteers would become facilitators and eventually they start running their own workshops, retreats and just flying off. And it, was, it kept happening over the years until I realized that I was even doing this. This is mm-hmm. an amazing thing. So I started to consciously look at this. And with my own journey stepping up as well, this is what's been so powerful for me understanding the pitfalls of what faces a certain group of light workers and this is the thing what i've noticed there's cert- there's another section of light workers who will come in they're, they're confident they've probably got a really good handle of marketing of how to present themselves of um how the system how the grounded system works on planet earth mm. and then there's another group of light workers who are more heart-centered more sensitive usually got a very strong star connection and they come into the planet and they they know they've got purpose, yet they're also playing with a lot of themes such as procrastination, such as huge amount of creative ideas, not knowing how to focus, how to ground, how to channel that into consistency, fear of playing it big, usually playing it small with that humility, excessive humility, yeah. having themes around money, expression, power. And these are all the themes that I went through myself as I was journeying through. And I started to see these collective themes which was really fascinating to me is that all the people I was working with and guiding through were had a very similar energy to me, of course, because I was attracting, you know, the same type of souls. And I realized what was going on with me as well is that these collective themes that we have, for whatever reason, once we start to work through them and start to realize that they are more collective than personal, we can kind of detach in a way and start to approach them in a very different way because for me, I took it all personal. I was trying to heal all of it. Mm. And the biggest problem that I had was not taking action and moving forward. Mm. So, so I feel like we're in a time now where there aren't any guidebooks essentially for a lot of these heart-centered light workers. They don't know that they're here for something. They don't actually appreciate how much is actually within. There's so much potential mm. and they're not really receiving that it's, you know they're getting little glimpses here and there but the one thing that i found throughout my journey was that i was waiting for a sign to say that i'm ready from the universe you know maybe like a certificate saying you're ready you can do this work <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the universe doesn't work that way we have to find that within we've got to give our own certificate to ourselves and say look you're ready and that takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of reprogramming of especially with heart-centered light workers with the ego there's a lot of ego healing that i feel that we need to have mm. where if we've pushed away the ego and deemed it as something negative then we're also pushing away our power we're also pushing away our personality of what we have to deliver because at the end of the day the message that we have to give is not about us but it comes through us yeah and we have to recognize that otherwise that message isn't going to get delivered so it's not an easy role really um here we are on the planet um <clears throat> And we're being called to step out, I guess is the message. We're called to step out, step up, and get on track with whatever we're here to do. And all these issues that you mentioned, which I guess is different for different people. Some may have resistance in one area, you know, fear, Mm -hmm. and others may be more self-worth or guilt or whatever, whatever it is. I think there's a whole range of stuff. 
but you you mentioned self-worth which i think is a big one is this is do you find this is a big one for, for a lot of the people you know self-worth am i good enough absolutely yeah and what advice would you give someone who's saying you know i i know i've got these gifts but i just don't believe in myself or i, I just kind of block myself somehow how what would you say to someone like that yeah, this is this is a challenging place to be because when that's happening, one thing that I would say is that from all the light workers that I meet who are doing their work, doing their light work, everyone is working through their self worth issues. And I, what I would say to somebody who's feeling that is to first understand that when they see somebody out on stage who's doing their work or doing, you know, doing really well, not to assume that this person is absolutely 100% sorted. Because that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that, when we create that illusion, we just make ourselves feel worse. And that's yeah. not a reality anyway. As you know, you know, we meet so many people passing through all mm. these different teachers and healers and everyone is human. Yeah. At the end of the day, it may come across as that because when you're on that stage, you're presenting a truth and you go into that in a particular way, which is sometimes necessary, you know, to speak with conviction. But it's important to know that being human is part is a whole part of this journey. So we're going to be working with our self-worth issues till for the rest of our life. Mm. Yet can you also recognize that whilst expressing something and healing that part of you is going to benefit so many other people mm. whilst you're going through that journey? And that's a powerful thing to realize. Yeah. Do you, do you I guess, if you're like, I think you're like me, Vaz, that, and like a lot of people, we go through these difficulties and then the stories of the difficulty become part of the empowerment. Like I know that for myself, I share a lot of stories because I think people relate to the stories of I had that challenge and I did that and I was stopped by that way. But still, I went up the mountain and I'm still going up the mountain like yourself. Do you, do you find that people can, it's a skill in turning all these challenges into something and help others actually? Absolutely, yeah, I love that. For, for me, it's like the whole, the way the universe trains us is through our life experience. And so the best way they're going to do that is to create experiences, challenging ones, traumatic ones. A lot of light workers will have a lot of different trauma points, anchor points. Mm. And then the, the question is, can we transform that into something that can now be used to assist others? Because we've got the range of experience within us and that we've got the depth of compassion that comes with it. And then the wisdom starts to flow with it. Can we draw that and transmute it? And like you say, with stories, stories are such an amazing way. And that's something that our ancestors have been passing down for a reason. Yeah. Those stories carry truth. They carry wisdom. They carry love. They allow people to feel welcome, relatable. There's so many elements with it, which I found fascinating. And we're continuing with the journey, as you're saying, you know, yourself, is that we, we also acknowledge that we're in it. We're still in it, but we can still support which is an amazing thing. Yeah. I mean, one of the things you mentioned was fear, resistance, and the ego, which seem to be bound together. I mean, fear must be one of the kind of core resistances or core things that blocks most people. You know, we're afraid of something, and sometimes we don't even know what we're afraid of. What, what about yeah. fear? This, I guess you must find this is quite common in light workers. Uh, they might be afraid of something specific, like speaking on stage, or something vague, like, I don't know why I'm afraid, but I'm afraid the men in black are going to come and get me or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's such a powerful one that you're saying here, because a lot of these fears are carried from past life. They're in our psyche. They're in ancestral lineages as, as well. Like, for example, the fear of speaking out. We already know what's happened with the witches, which is encoded oh. in so many light workers of speaking out of truth, a really gentle message that was reacted to in a crazy way. And so 
And then you go back to Atlantis Lemuria, what happened when we started to utilize our power, and we saw that power was misused, abused, and it led to cataclysm. Like, and so a lot of people resist from, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to use my power again. We make all these, these vows and invocations. And so a lot of the healing I find, you know, we have to start to work with bringing that up for sure we have to start meeting that pain we have to start looking at it and start working with it like you do transmissions around this work around this is so important to work with this as light workers yeah yeah and then then we need the action part and i think that's what's really missing mm. with a lot of light workers it's you can do a lot of healing but unless you're putting it into action you can get lost in it and it can create another form of spiral which i got lost in mm. It's like this void, you get lost in this kind of weird healing vortex and you can never come out of it. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and then unless you take put things into action, what I found, which has been really fascinating, is that as I started to put my work out, started to express, such as fear of public speaking, such a great one, yeah. you can start, here's an example. Let's say you're doing loads of healing on your throat chakra, you're doing loads of healing on your past lives or expression. But unless you step out on stage and speak and get over that, you know, you're not really going to move through it. And then once you do it, as you know, you start to get used to it and it starts to become something that you can work with. And so the practical aspect for me, that divine masculine, I feel like there's a huge connection to the divine feminine with these heart-centered lightworkers, all of us. Mm. So that divine masculine is something that we really need to recognize as a beautiful thing. So there's almost like an inverted path that we have like we're in this bubble while the rest of humanity is learning to t tap into the feminine mm. there's this feminine presence that we're all bringing in strong spiritual connection upper heart you know from heart chakra upwards really great connection but we need to learn how do i be here how do i how do i transmute this incredible energy channel it through my being and express it into something that the world can receive how can i take action to move forward and then i find a lot of the, those healing um, elements have been amplified beyond necessary. Mm. There's, a, there's a time when we need to not stop completely healing, but kind of focus on getting out there and doing something. Is that what you mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because there's so, when I keep meeting souls who say, I really wish I could do something, I can already see like 10 things that they could be doing because they, they bring, bring with it. You've got your life experience, you've got the wisdom that you've been, you know, from your journey, but also everything you've been reading, exploring and healing is all relevant this for me the best example i always give is like if your friend is going through something you're having a conversation with them and you're assisting them in that conversation you're already showing that you can offer support now you multiply that by 10 or 100 it's really it's just about having that with your friends your friends are your soul tribe the, the audience the clients whatever it is it's just acknowledging that there is a part that is compassionate that wants to serve and that's just on a coaching level, for example. There's also, oh. I work with people who are musicians, artists, healers. And for me, it's the same thing. Light work is about expression. We're here to express something beautiful. Mm. And when we realize that, and for me, I feel there's been a big shift. And you, you, you're probably, you've been aware of this as well. Like maybe 10, 20 years ago, there's a lot of energy about saving the planet. Yeah. As light workers. And I think we needed that to take consciousness to a certain point. But it shifted quite a lot now and now we're recognizing that martyr complex in the savior syndrome and all of this stuff and now it's about recognizing that living your joy is the most important thing and that ripples out everywhere which is echoing this new consciousness yeah 
Let me ask you, because there are specific challenges, I suppose, when people start getting on the path. I mean, there's challenges of fear and resistance we talked about and really self-worth and shifting the ego and these kind of things. So there's also things such as sensitivity, um, isolation. But then if you're getting out in the world, I find you must find it also. A lot of light workers, I think you mentioned it, money, work, relationships, health, these kind of external things that we're kind of moving through that can become challenging. I think money, for example, for us, is challenging for a lot of light workers and, and work, being on, are we doing the work we're meant to be doing or are we kind of a slave to the corporate world? And then yeah. there's the relationship issue. Many people are kind of growing and learning through relationships, not all of them easy, you know, or health issues. What about these kind of issues, Baz? Yeah, you know, these are fascinating. My journey with money, I had to really fundamentally shift my perspective of money because I was really stubborn how I viewed money. Mm. I, I came from the perspective that spirituality and money shouldn't mix and the universe showed me a whole range of experiences why that, why that doesn't work. But to cut a long story short, I feel that all of these elements in the world, such as money, such as being here in the world, and for a lot of star seeds I know that you work with, we have a part of us that doesn't want to be here. Mm. And unless we face that, unless we acknowledge it, like I, for me, the way I deal with it is that I now, there's always going to be a part of me that probably doesn't want to be here, but I need to be okay with that and not mm. feed it. Mm. And try and find a way that it's nourished in different ways, such as through the spiritual connection, through those themes. And then when it comes to things like expression and relationships, what I find fascinating, like with a sacral chakra, it's connected with your passion and relationships. And so when I work with my light work, I'm always working with my relationships with people. I'm always finding that. And so for me, again, it comes down to this training. The universe is training us through our interpersonal relationships to obviously provide the mirror that we need to trigger us to to cleanse that lens that we have as this divine um, portal, this window for consciousness to flow through. So we're continuously clearing this channel. And I believe we're all channels mm. in that way. We're channeling through a message from spirit that comes through our beautiful personality. And yet we're letting go of... Our, ideas conditionings that other people have told us who to be from ancestral etc all of these themes that we're working through and so the relationships become a tool for the light work the expression every single experience becomes a tool for then understanding how to best deliver our work in deeper ways wonderful do you find that there's a balancing act that happens between because in the so in the early stages, it seems, when we kind of leave the, our old life, we go into, oh, this is amazing, affirmations, meditation, yeah. feeling better. It's all about kind of, in a way, personal shifting and personal growth. But further mm. down the line, there's, there's this idea of service that we've, we've taken on a lot of light and we have to give back now to the world. What about this balancing act of personal growth or personal awakening, growth, um, shift and service? How, how, how have you come across this and dealt with that? Yeah, it's fascinating what you're saying here because this this is the thing. It's like once you start doing the work on yourself, you, there's a natural desire to want to to deliver it because you realise you're part of the whole system as well, and that that part I feel is on that soul level. The blueprint is activated. It knows that to give is a natural thing to be part, and so that balancing act is something that is can be a really challenging one because we can go, I just did a video funnily enough on compassion fatigue for light workers, <laughs> which is a big thing because when you're uh, mental health workers, social workers get this. And uh, so when you're giving and giving, 
if you're not giving to yourself and honoring that, which is so common for healers because there is there isn't really a sense of self because we really get into that oneness energy and we, we just want to give but unless we're honoring this self of what it needs in terms of its own nourishment its time and money money to the value you know to give you the time that you need and etc all of these things to honor that then the more that we can give but unless that's honored we you know we start to get depleted we start to get drained we start to feel that imbalance and similarly, vice versa, if we're focusing too much on ourselves, but we're not recognizing that we're part of something bigger, this co-creation, and that our message really is about the moment a message comes through us, whichever way this is, through our voice, writing, you know, art, music, for me, I believe it belongs to the whole mm. in that way, because it's, it's a message that the whole has been waiting to receive. And so I don't mean in terms of ownership, it's in terms of the fact that there's, a, there's so many frequencies and codes that every light worker is expressing to the world that is so unique that we need to hear it. And this is how we're shifting in consciousness by everyone speaking and expressing. And it's, it's forgetting about what's the right message or the wrong message. This is beyond that. This is about just expressing who you are and working through that, experimenting through that. And we can see it tangibly that how many millions of people are awake now compared to 20 years ago, 20 years before that. Mm. This is happening because all light workers are starting to recognize this on some level. And if we look at it as playing and experimenting, I feel that we're going to have a better, this is the way that I work with it, rather than taking it too seriously and trying to work out the exact path ahead. Mm. Um, let's just let's just play with this it should be light play right <laughs> rather than <Yeah>. light work <laughs> um and then we start to tap into the joy and for me it's the joy that really directs us and we have to kind of find our way to find that joy to really show us the way um but everything is beneficial to someone around the world let me let, let me pick up on that point i mean the, the following a sense of play of joy is our guiding compass um, but there's also the guiding compass, you could say, of spirit, our high, higher self. You know, we, we uh, on a personal level, can feel joyful in a number of areas. But what about this kind of connection with spirit? Do you, do you see this balancing act of many things may make us joyful, but our higher self or inner self may say that way? Yeah. And there may be also times where that, that disconnects. Do you have this where there's a kind of connection? Yes, I know where I'm going. Disconnect. Off it goes. Where has it gone? Absolutely. This is a, this, yeah, this is a reality of being a light worker. It's maybe there's a misconception that I've personally definitely had that, you know, once I find my path, it's going to be like this amazing uphill, like incline all the way to my destiny. Mm. But it doesn't quite work like that from my experience. Anyway, I feel like we find ourselves, we lose ourselves, and it's continuously moving through that kind of dynamic. Um, but unless we lose ourselves, we can't shake off the old identity. And it's mm. so necessary. And like you're saying, the higher self totally gets that. It mm. sees, because down here we have very clear agendas. As you know, with visions, you might have a strong vision for where we th you know, think you're going to be in six months or a year. And the experience is totally different. It's multidimensional. And the higher self understands all of these extensions and expansions that are coming um, that are way beyond. And for me, for example, I wouldn't have thought that I'm doing the work now five years ago. And that's just an example. We just don't know what we really want. And unless we question, it's really important to kind of question our own motives, our own agendas hmm. in, a, in a spiritual, explorative way to understand that 
a lot of these are coming from desires and a lot of these are coming from fears. The challenges that come in into our life are always to help us on our path, whether we like it or not. And so the light work path is going to be joyful and it's going to be challenging. And I, I feel that if we just want it to be joyful, we're going to create more suffering for ourselves. And it's the same thing with the idea of suffering. And for me, peace is accepting that life is both joyful and suffering. Wonderful. And then there's a sense of peace there. Wow. So Vaz, um, what about your own work? Can you say something about the kind of work you're doing with light workers? Because you're doing a lot of work with light workers, supporting them and helping them, as you say. Yeah. So what I've done now, like I've been really focusing because I got such a strong message from Spirit a couple of years ago to just shift my work to start focusing on helping these light workers, these souls, because I really feel a lot of the ones who are holding themselves back, the light workers, are are carrying a really important message for the planet right now and it needs to come out because we need this heart frequency on the planet and so what i do is i have i i work with light workers through what i call a light worker boot camp it's an online program so i work with light workers all over the world essentially what it is it's a high vibrational container where light workers come in we work through a lot of the themes that we've been speaking about here we start to nurture nourish and the support which i think is essential having that support like I need it as well. We all need that kind of support to move through these stages. And then I work with them to find and refine what their life purpose is. Mm. So whether they've start, just started or they've been doing their light work for 20 years, I feel that refining is always something that we need to refer, return to because it helps us understand what is it that's calling me in this moment. I use a lot of reflective growth techniques and some shadow work so we do that to find that because for me the our soul is is giving us all of the answers at any given moment through our life experience we just need to learn how to read our soul language which is unique Mm. for each person Mm. and then we move through a lot of those fears and then i'm holding them through that process while they're actually physically stepping out and I think that's what's needed because as they're stepping out, a lot of that fear of criticism, judgment, which is what prevents a lot of light workers from expressing, I, I feel that's the part that we that we're healing with one another. So, giving a lot of support, encouragement, moving through that as they're expressing out to the world. And for me, a lot of that's coming from that interference because there is a there's a counteracting force with light workers as they're as they're stepping out there. So, as we're as they move through that process. It's amazing seeing it because it's so intuitive. Every person has a really different path. Whatever they thought they were going to do changes. Mm. And the main thing is stepping out there because you can only learn, really understand what you're here to do the moment you start expressing it. Yeah. And then things start to change, as you know, and different elements come in. So, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting working with these. And this has been my, always been my passion. Brilliant. Well, Vaz, it's been amazing connecting with you. I'll remind people of your web link. I'll send, well, I'll send a, a link out with the podcast. And uh, Vaz, as always, lots of love. Come down and visit. Have tea sometime down in uh, St. Leonard's when you're ready. I will do. Yeah, we're coming down for sure. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks, Vaz. Thanks, Steve.